0: The Juice on the cues podcast on SNY.TV is presented by the Basketball Tournament. Syracuse fans, the Basketball Tournament is coming to Syracuse this July 22-25. to 25. Catch all the action live at SRC Arena as the Syracuse alumni team, Beheim's Army looks to defend their 2021 championship and win $1 million back-to-back. Tickets start at just $12 per game and you'll catch Beheim's Army up to three times. Don't miss it. Tickets available now at thetournament.com slash Syracuse. That's thetournament.com/syracuse. forward slash Syracuse.
1: It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cues podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football.
0: Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about Buddy Bayheim and Cole Swider's new teams and the history of Syracuse basketball in the NBA drafts. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman. And our guest is our great friend, Michael Scottle from Hoops Hype and USA Today Sports. Michael, it's been a while, but thanks for coming back on the program. How are you today?
2: Hey, Wesley, it's my pleasure, man. Great to catch up with you. And uh, always a pleasure to talk about some of the Syracuse Orange uh, players that are in the league now that certainly got a, a decent amount of them. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure that's how you and I actually first connected. So uh, we were at one of those uh, college games. So you know, great to be on with you, my man.
0: Yeah, I remember sitting with you on press row at those games when Syracuse was still in the Big East, and we're still talking about Syracuse sports, which I love. And we'll get you started on this one. No Syracuse players were taken in the 2022 NBA Draft, but there are two players I wanted to ask you about. We'll start with Buddy Beheim. He goes to Detroit on a two-way contract. I think there's some questions about his NBA athleticism, but no one is doubting his outside shooting. What do you think the Detroit Pistons saw in Buddy that led them to sign him?
2: Well, Wesley, uh, Detroit was second to last in the NBA in three-point shooting percentage last year. It's obviously an area of need for the team. I think that when I was looking at them having uh, the fifth overall pick, I was curious if Keegan Murray was going to end up being on the board for them. He ended up not being going Sacramento at four but I thought he was going to be an interesting candidate there uh, because of his ability to shoot the ball. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just in, in terms of the fit, really they, they desperately need shooting. They need three point shooting around Cade Cunningham and his ability to penetrate and create. And, um, you know, around Jaden Ivey as well, who's shown an ability to get downhill. Um, but driving lanes collapse on guards when they don't have shooters around them to the space before. Um you know, you you look at, for example, like what Brooklyn did with Joe Harris and having um, Seth Curry as well. Um, you know, shooting is you can never have enough shooting in the NBA. Um, and on a two-way deal, uh, gives you the flexibility to, you know, have a guy back and forth and, and take a
0: swing. Might as well. Another Syracuse alum on the Pistons is general manager Troy Weaver. He's a former Syracuse assistant when the Orange had Carmelo Anthony. He's relatively new to that position with Detroit. What do you think of the job he's done so far with the Pistons?
2: You know, I think right now he has been trying to acquire talent and picks, right? So he signs Jeremy Grant and ends up flipping him for a first round pick eventually. So I think that You know, when you look at the Pistons right now, what Troy Weaver usually excels at is his ability to find talent in the draft. He did it in Oklahoma City for years as part of Sam Presti's regime with the Thunder. And you look at some of the guys they've gotten so far, uh, you know, Cade Cunningham, Isaiah Stewart has shown some flashes of being a capable role player in the NBA. Sadiq Bey um, is another guy who can be an nba rotation player certainly um and then you've got now Jaden Ivey in the draft who i i think a lot of people certainly view as a guy that could be an all-star one day and then they make a trade later on and they add Jalen duran who has a lot of raw talent still young um i think a guy that has been described to me that has velcro hands really good with his hands um, you know, physically, uh, has an NBA ready body right now. Um, I think it, what's going to be interesting to see is how the arrival of Jalen Duran affects any potential pursuit of DeAndre Ayton in free agency. But, you know, I think Troy is, is trying to really build this team from the ground up, uh, similar to what he did with the Oklahoma City Thunder as part of that regime. Um, you know, Detroit, uh, though they're not a small market is not exactly considered a free agent destination. So I think his approach is right. It's all about continuing to execute uh, going forward and hopefully for the Pistons, you know, they could be a playoff team in another two years or so if these young guys mature uh, as, as expected.
0: Michael, let's talk about the other guy from Syracuse who didn't get drafted but signed a two-way contract. That's Cole Swider. He's got a similar skill set to Buddy Behime, A good shooter, maybe not the top-line NBA athleticism that teams look for, but he goes to the Los Angeles Lakers. Do you think that's a good fit with that roster?
2: The one thing I would say to you, Wesley, about the Lakers is they have shown an ability to go through different guys on a two-way contract. I think he'll certainly get a chance to prove his worth in, in summer league and, and see... You know how he he could potentially have a an impact on the Lakers i I would say that you know you look at guys that maybe you didn't think would have a big role on the Lakers last year, like Austin Reeves and Stanley Johnson, and because of the way the Lakers are structured with their three stars and the money they take up in the salary cap, you need to find diamonds in the rough uh that's what he's aiming to be on this Lakers team um We've seen improbable stories like that before where guys get opportunities there. Um, and I think with Darvin Ham, a guy that's the new coach of the Lakers who was a role player his career, I think he's certainly going to look to maximize those type of guys as best he can, um, because quite frankly, the Lakers need him to do that. So uh certainly a, a guy to keep an eye on for sure. And I'm, I'm curious to see how he progresses throughout the season with the team.
0: And Michael, we'll get you out of here on this one. Cole Swider is walking into a bit of a mess with the Los Angeles Lakers coming off a season where they had championship aspirations but missed the NBA playoffs entirely. What are the Lakers going to need to do to retool its roster heading into next year?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think certainly, you know, Wesley, when you look around the league, there's still a lot of trades, I think, that could be made just around the league, whether it's Malcolm Brogdon, Miles Turner, John Collins. Uh, the Kyrie Irving situation needs to unfold, and how does that domino affect Kevin Durant? Um, I think it's going to be a busy summer. Um, I know that uh, those, those, those trades didn't come to fruition, most of them for uh, the draft, but with that said, I think there's still a lot of dominoes to fall here, and, um, you know, when you look at some of the teams that we've talked about, like, you know, the, the Lakers and the Pistons. I mean, again, the Pistons could be either, you know, making an offer sheet to eight maybe a signing trade with some of those guys potentially, um, you know, the Lakers are always in conversations, you know, Talon Horton Tucker is their most notable trade asset. Um, you know, have very, now they can move two future first round picks later on 2027, 2029 or so. But, um, You know, that's the type of thing. Those are the type of things they could try to dangle out there. So I still expect a lot more action coming up here over the next
0: month or so. Michael, thanks so much for coming back on the program again. Michael Scottle from Hoops Hype and USA Today Sports. Make sure to give Michael a follow on Twitter, at Michael A. Scottle. That's at Michael A. Scottle. Michael, enjoy the rest of the NBA offseason. We'll catch up with you soon.
2: Anytime, Wesley. My pleasure.
0: Great stuff, as always, from Michael Scotto. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, I spoke about this with Michael Scotto on the A Block, but Syracuse didn't have any NBA draft picks this year. But Buddy Beheim gets a two-way contract with Detroit, and Jimmy Beheim joins him on the Pistons' summer league roster. And Cole Swider gets a two-way contract with the L.A. Lakers. Do you like the fits for each? Well, I do, Wes, because of the fact
3: that these two uh, former Syracuse players are going to get their shot at playing in the NBA. That may not be a very great chance that they're going to have long NBA careers, but they're getting their shot. And at this point, coming off their uh, Orange careers, this is really the best that they can ask for is getting two-way contracts to begin the process of playing professional basketball, which has been a goal for both of these players for a long time, uh, starting with Buddy Beheim in Detroit. Well, the loyalty from General Manager Troy Weaver and Assistant General Manager Rob Murphy is real. Jim Beheim's one of the most loyal people I've ever met in my uh, career, and he just loves loyalty. He appreciates loyalty to the nth degree, and. You can see what's happened here, not only with Buddy Beheim signing the two-way contract to play uh, in the G League or even make the Pistons roster, but the fact that Jimmy Bayheim has also been signed by the Pistons to play in their summer league. And I really think that's just a tremendous situation for both of those players to get their shot. Uh, And for Buddy Beheim, well, you know, here it is. He's going to go up in the the summer league games in Las Vegas. Uh, He's going to really be able to test his ability. Uh, what can he do? We know he can shoot the basketball, but what can he do defensively? That's really going to be a key to see if he has a career on the uh, National Basketball Association level or whether he's going to play, be playing in the G League. For Jimmy Bayheim, a chance to shine as well. But, again, the odds are really stacked against these players with so much talent out there and the NBA free agency period beginning on Thursday, June 30th. For Cole Swider, same situation. He's worked really hard uh, you know, throughout his career, not not only at Villanova, but then he went, when he came to Syracuse for a season, and then once the season ended, has really improved his stock, his uh, working out, his shooting, his athleticism, maximizing all of his efforts to get this chance with the Lakers. But again, the Lakers, a team that don't have a lot of uh, salary cap space, are going to be in the luxury tax situation, so Really going to be tough as they uh, refine their roster for next season. Pistons, on the other hand, you know, do have a lot of cap space, so there's a lot more flexibility there for Buddy Beheim's chances. But all in all, great situation for both of those players, as you mentioned. Certainly wish them the best of luck, as all Syracuse fans do. If they can play in G League, get a cup of coffee in the NBA, or play professionally around the globe, that's going to be really something sweet for both of those players getting paid to play.
0: Brad, let's take a look at this from the historical perspective. Syracuse has 24 first-round picks in its history. That's tied for ninth all-time. When you look at Syracuse's current roster, do you see any potential first-round picks in the group?
3: Well, potentially, Wes, and that's the key word, potential, because uh, this is, except for Joe Girard coming back for his senior year, a, a young team for Syracuse next season, and, uh, to answer your question, literally, I, you know, maybe there's four players that jump out on the roster to me that could be potential first round picks in the future. But before I get to that, I just want a quick note about the 24 first round picks for Syracuse tied, uh, for ninth all time. It, it's really impressive because the first first round pick was Dave Bing, not until 1966. And then it was 12 seasons later for Marty Burns in 1978. And as you mentioned historically, uh, so that's happened in the 60s, the 70s, a bunch of players for first-round picks in the 80s and 90s, then right up to Carmelo Anthony in the early 2000s, and then uh, players in 2015, 16, and 17 in the teens, with Tyler Lydon being the last first-round pick in 2017. So it it does lead to the question now, who's going to be the first player picked in the decade of the 2020s, And I'll go with these four players that I I took a look at the roster and and will throw out there. Uh, JG3, uh, great shooter, one of the top shooters coming back uh, in college basketball for his final season of eligibility for the Orange. And whether or not he can also be a a good defensive player would be certainly the key if he would be at the level to be drafted in the first round of the NBA. The other uh, returning player that stands out to me is Jesse Edwards. Can he keep improving as he has uh, throughout his Syracuse career? That's going to be the big question to whether or not eventually he could become a first round pick. And then when I look at players coming into the program this coming season, the two that stand out to me as potential down the road, first round picks one day would be Judah Mintz and shooting forward, Justin Taylor. So those are the names that jump out to me, maybe a little bit of Kadir Copeland, uh, is a possibility, but those are the main players that I think of, uh, to end that streak and get Syracuse a first round draft pick in the 2020s.
0: And Brad, we're right at the end of our show, your closing thoughts.
3: I want to circle right back around, uh, and finish off with Syracuse connection to the Detroit Pistons West, because it's kind of a little known fact that Jim Beheim himself had a chance to play for the Pistons back in 1967. Now, when Beheim graduated in 1966 on a team that just was one win away from making the Final Four, along with the great Dave Bing, who was a first-round draft pick in 66, Beheim tried out for the Chicago Bulls, and he was the last player cut, and then opting to play in the Eastern League uh, with Scranton and had a very good professional career in the Eastern League. Now, at the end of his first season playing for Scranton, he had a chance to hook up again with Paul Seymour, who by that time had become the head scout of the Detroit Pistons. And Paul Seymour is certainly a name well-known to basketball fans in Syracuse for his tenure with the Syracuse Nationals and eventually being the Nats head coach, and then eventually became the Detroit Pistons head coach. He really tried to persuade Jim Beheim to try out for the Pistons in the fall of 1967, uh, Boeheim decided not to do that and to stay playing, uh, in the, uh, Easter league with Scranton and then beginning the, the pursuit of his head coaching career. So very interesting note that it's kind of come full circle in the Bayheim family. Jim Bayheim himself had a chance to try out for the Detroit Pistons in, 19, in 1967, excuse me. And now his sons, Buddy and Jimmy, will have a shot with the Pistons in 2022.
0: Brad, my closing thoughts are on Syracuse lacrosse attackman Owen Hiltz, who will play in the Under-21 World Championships as a member of Team Canada. This is Hiltz's first action since redshirting the 2022 season because of an injury. He was an All-American as a true freshman in 2021, scoring 29 goals and adding 19 assists, placing him eighth in Syracuse history for a freshman. I'm looking forward to seeing him get back on the field for Team Canada and obviously for Syracuse in 2023. That's it for us. For Brad Beerman, This is Wes Chang reminding you that a power nap is when you sleep on someone who's weaker than you. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time.
1: This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, PrizePix will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepix.com slash play100 and use code PLAY100. That's code PLAY100 at com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. Every day we rise.